All right. Hello, everyone. Today is Saturday, May 15th, 2021. This is the Byron Howell Ministries podcast, and I am Byron Howell. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope all is well with you and yours. Last time we talked about knowing God's will, and I explained that God wants you to know his will, and there are various ways that we begin learning it. And just to recap a little bit, one of the major ways we know God's will is through his written word. The Bible explains virtually all of God's general will for our lives and his general directions for correct living. The Bible teaches us how to treat people, how to work, how to treat our bodies, and how to have a vibrant relationship with God, among other things. The Bible also teaches us how to learn God's specific will. And just if you haven't thought along those lines before, God has this general will for everyone, you know, the way we should live, how we should treat people, walk in love and all that. But then God also has a specific will for you, where you should live, where you should work, who you should marry, things like that. And the major way we learn God's specific will is by hearing from God through his biblical communication methods. And that is something that we've talked about a lot. And I encourage you to look at my other materials, hearing from God, God's frequency, things like that, because God has certain ways he is going to communicate. He's not going to communicate other ways. He's going to communicate ways that the Bible says that he's going to communicate. And as you begin praying, reading your Bible and worshiping, you are tuning into God's frequency and you will begin hearing from God. And let me just backpedal a little bit. I guess it's true that God may use other ways to get you the message. But initially, when you're first starting out or when God's first trying to bring you into his family, it's true. God, we're not going to limit God and he can do a lot of different things. But uh, primarily and without any doubt, after you become a Christian and you want to begin pursuing God's plan for your life, he's going to communicate according to the biblical communication methods. The Bible kind of really presents a well-defined group of communication methods that God uses, and that's what he's going to begin using with all of us. So when we're not saved, yes, maybe there are other ways, but as we get saved and as we start growing, it will definitely be the biblical communication methods we've discussed. But as I said... As you begin praying, as you begin drawing closer to God, you're tuning in. You're tuning into the frequency of God, and He is always broadcasting, and you will begin hearing from God. God is going to be speaking to you and guiding you into His specific will for your life, and that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I also explained last week how we can develop some decision-making paradigms. And those are really uh, mental frameworks in line with what we know about God to begin discerning his will in various situations. And if you didn't get a chance to listen listen to that, I highly encourage you to do so, really because I think you'll find it very helpful. And, and uh, you know, just to walk through it a little bit, as an example, if a particular course of action, you know, for a decision you want to make, If that particular course of action would be obviously sinful, then you have to avoid it. It's just that simple. You don't need to pray about it. You don't need to think long and hard about it. You don't need to call any of your friends. If it's sinful, you don't do it. And then you don't worry about it. You just quit. Go get a hamburger, something, cup of coffee, something to take your mind off it if that's a problem and move on with your life. If the particular course of action, on the other hand, doesn't involve sin or maybe it's somewhat questionable, 
then you can continue working the decision-making model. And, you know, I start to ask myself questions like this. Does this fit in with what I believe God wants for my life? Does this seem to work with everything I believe God is doing in me and in my life? How will this affect the other people involved? Am I considering something that is obviously biblical and godly, like inviting someone to church or talking to someone about Jesus? You see, as you start thinking this way, your decisions become easier and easier and easier. And you see, I think when most of us start, we we want God's will for our lives. We don't want to know what God wants for us. And we find ourselves really asking that question about many, many things if we're really pursuing God. But what I want to help you with is that if you will start getting these baseline mental frameworks down, then it's really going to help reduce the number of times that you know you have to spend a lot of time praying about something or that you're agonizing over a decision or you're really stuck in you know some sort of paralysis or analysis paralysis which does happen to me for sure uh but you get stuck in this position where you can't move forward because you're having difficulty discerning God's will and and I'm not saying that's going to ever entirely go away especially if you, when you have big complicated you know life altering decisions but as we go through life, most decisions we can actually decide very quickly. And if you develop some of those paradigms, like let's just say, for example, you find yourself thinking about inviting someone to church, okay? Yes, absolutely. Do it every single time. I mean, only if there was some just absolute total blockage from God, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today, would you not do it? But it would it would have to be crystal clear from God that you don't do it. Otherwise, you just do it. Because yes, God wants people in church. God uh, loves everybody, wants everybody to become a Christian. Those are absolutely biblical truths. And, and so, yeah, no, sometimes it's obvious. Yes, go for it. Do it. It's the right thing to do. And, you know, sometimes it's not so obvious, but if you will really start getting some, some frameworks in place, it's going to help you. And, and I actually think the more you get to the place where you can quickly discern God's will, that really, really helps. It really helps you mature as a Christian. It really helps settle in, uh, you know, because there's a real, uh, it, it can be very agonizing. It can be a source of anxiety when you want to know God's will about every little thing and you're having difficulty figuring that out. At least I find, found that to be a, a problem in my life. So some of these things that I'm talking about both last time and this time will really help you. And so what I'm saying is these mental roadmaps that I've talked about can really help us know and live in God's will to a much greater degree if we start applying them and they don't take a long time to develop. And, you know, I once heard a man say, he preached this message and he said, building mental roadmaps on the way to divine destiny. I'm going to, that was the title of his message, building mental roadmaps on the way to divine destiny. And I thought that was very good. And if you've been listening to me or reading my work, you, you've heard me talk about the importance of changing the way we think, building a different mental roadmaps, if if you will, to use his language. See, if we can renovate our minds from natural to spiritual thinking, then we are going to begin living in God's will and truly experiencing godly change in every area of our lives. But let me say this. I don't care if you're the greatest spiritual thinker of all time. That doesn't help you if you don't apply what you know to your daily life. 
And just speaking personally, and I'm trying, I'm not trying to sound brag, sound like I'm bragging or be prideful or anything like that. I just, I do consider myself to have, you know, more or less uh, an elevated spiritual understanding. Uh, I know God. I hear from God. Um, I'm not perfect, but I know his voice and I have a solid understanding of what the Bible says. And that doesn't mean I understand everything. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time to scripture memorization, for example. Uh, I'm not an expert in many subjects. But I do believe that fundamentally my mind has been renovated from natural to spiritual thinking to a significant degree, and I see evidence and fruit of that in my life. However, if I don't apply the spiritual mindset to my daily life, it does me no good. And I don't experience God's will, you know, in, in those areas where I fail. And, and I'm reminded, you know, Romans chapter 12, verse 22, if you renovate your mind, you can experience God's perfect will, but it's not automatic. You have to renovate your mind to spiritual thinking, which really comes by spending, you know, time in the Word of God and learning the ways and the thoughts of God. But then you got to allow that spiritually renovated mind to dominate your daily life. And let me just, I'm going to tell a quick story from the other day. This is just like a week ago. And to try to, you know, just give an example here and lay this out. Now, so, so again, I'm a real estate lawyer. My clients were selling an apartment complex in Georgia and I was representing them in the sale. And, and in, in that role, at least when it gets near the closing, I become kind of the lead communicator for my clients to get the deal across the finish line, just trying to button it up, so to speak. Now, this particular buyer started doing some things that, that I found annoying. And I felt like they were deviating from the contract and they were being kind of slow to do some things that they needed to do. And while I initially restrained myself, towards the end, I snapped a couple of times. Uh, not like hardcore snaps, but, you know, I said some, said, said some things and I even sent a rather rude email to the buyer and, you know, there, there were a bunch of people copied. And, and so I'm not perfect and I'm still growing. What can I tell you? We all have work frustrations. I'm not making excuses. I just, you know, I understand. And as soon as I sent that particular email, I really did feel convicted by the Holy Spirit. And, and truly that conviction, it was, it was like a twofold. It was like a double because not only did I fail to follow the spiritual mindset that I've developed or, or failed to listen to my spiritually renovated mind, uh, rather, you know, what I also did was I, I failed to follow the work mentality, the mental framework for my work that God has developed with me over the past decade of practicing law. And basically for my entire law practice, it's been me, God, and my computer. And he's helped me big time. And you see, what, what I know now is, is, and I've learned over the years, is, you know, my job is not to get into petty squabbles. My job is to close deals. And I got to keep that at the forefront of my mind at all times, even when dealing with the difficult lawyers on the other side. And I need to change my confession about that. Frequently, I say the worst part of my job is dealing with other lawyers. Then they probably feel that way about me from time to time. But this paradigm where I need to have a spiritual mindset and I need to walk in love and I need to close deals that needs to be at the forefront of my mind from start to finish, from the very first draft of the contract all the way until the, the you know, statement from the title company or the closing agent that the deal is closed. 
And you see my clients fundamentally are real estate traders. That's kind of an interesting concept, a little different. Not everyone thinks of it that way, but that's really what they do. And, you know, whereas a stock trade can be executed in a matter of seconds, a real estate trade, you know, that's, that's a two to three month process most of the time on, on, on larger sophisticated deals. So my point in that is, you know, throughout the course of one of these transactions, I'm going to have multiple opportunities to be annoyed, multiple opportunities to deviate from the spiritual mindset. And that's just kind of like our daily life, right? As we go through life, we always have opportunities to, to be annoyed, to deviate, to take, to make the wrong choice. But we've got to have these roadmaps in place. We've got to have a spiritual mentality and a spiritual paradigm that, that I need to abide at all times, even when I encounter very difficult people or situations. And, you know, this is especially true as we begin to think of ourselves as Christians and wanting to have an impact on the world for Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, anybody that has spent much time with me and even in my work uh, as a lawyer, they know I'm a devout Christian. Uh, you know, sooner or later it comes up. Um, and, you know, so the question becomes, you know, in my work, in my life, how am I representing Christ? Do people want to be around me or deal with me? Am I practicing law like Christ would? I mean, what if Jesus had this job? How would he have acted towards that particular person the other day? Not the way I did. I, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate I can admit that. And so I've got to really keep, keep these, this mentality and this, this paradigm in my life. And you see, it's, that's true, not just whether you're a lawyer. It's true as a, for us as parents. You know, how am I going to treat my kids even when they're annoying me, even when they're making a mess, even when I'm not in love with the way that they're acting? Uh, am I going to continue to walk in love? Am I going to be a, a biblical parent? Uh, you know, and am I going to parent these kids as Christ would? Or, or what about with my neighbors? Or what about with the difficult people that I'm in any particular situation with? Or what about church politics, right? I mean, that can be a whole nother thing. You know, sometimes we, we were in church with people or we're in spiritual settings with people. And, and what we've learned at that particular place goes out the window the moment there's any kind of conflict. I'm certainly not suggesting that's a problem at, at my church. You know, fortunately, I'm not really in a position to be involved in, in much or any of that at this point. But, but, you know, it's a, it's a good point because, you know, I've been in church my whole life. My parents, you know, we always went to big churches and they were heavily involved. And I saw a lot of that. So my point is just remember, we need a spiritual mentality. We need a spiritual mindset. And, and that's a great blessing to your life. But it needs to be consistently applied to every area of your life. And, and as you do that, as you renovate your thinking to spiritual thinking in line with God's word, and then you allow that thinking to govern 100% of your actions, you are going to start seeing God's will show up in your life quick. Because here is one of the great, great secrets that I have learned. And I'm sure there's a verse on this somewhere. I just don't have it handy. But here's the thing, right? You go through a particular situation, especially when there's some sort of difficulty or a desire to do wrong, right? Like the desire to cuss somebody out. You know, I feel that regularly at work. I'm not saying that's spiritual or that's from God. It just, it just happens. I'm sorry. 
uh, you know, uh, like I, I try to be honest about it, right? So you feel this desire to do something that is not, re- you know, it's not God at all. It's your old sinful mentality creeping up and it's the interaction between your old mindset and your emotions and there's something physiological, I'm sure. But my point is, so you're tempted to do that which you should not do. However, you now have a spiritual mentality in place and you say, you know what, I'm going to make the right decision. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to say the right thing. I'm going to treat this person like Christ died for them, which I know is true. Like Christ loves them. Like, like God is madly in love with them, which I actually know is true. I'm going to treat them like I'm supposed to treat them no matter how they're treating me. And here's the thing. See, when you step out and do that, then God shows up. I'm not in love with the phrase God shows up like like he wasn't there the whole time. But my point is God's will, which is harmony, which is peace, which is success, which is love, that will starts showing up. You see, God's will is not automatic. We're not going to go down that road today. But for you to see God's will in your life, you need to be thinking and acting in line with God. And that comes to us through the Bible and through the witness of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. But when you do... And it's so fun to do this in in contrary circumstances. Man, you really started seeing God show up. You really start seeing, you know, uh, God's will manifested, God's best manifested. And so this is just a paradigm shift you have to make. Like, okay, I've encountered something that annoys me. I've encountered something that, that is making me mad. But I'm going to act like Christ anyway. And now I'm going to watch God show up. Now I'm going to watch God work in that situation. Maybe I'll never really see it. Maybe the only work God is doing is that work in me. But I tell you what, there's something to be said for that. If nothing else, when you recognize these situations in your life and see yourself making the correct decisions because you know that's the influence of the Spirit of God in your life, well, well, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But now, before we go much further, let's start talking about how to be led by God's peace. Because this is another subject that is really going to help you. It's totally in line with everything we're talking about. And it's going to help you quickly and clearly discern God's will in, in really any situation. But so again, we're learning how to be led by God's peace. And just forgive me in advance if we need to search for the right language to describe some of this today, because again, we are diving into some relatively spiritual waters. And it's not always easy, at least I think, it's not always easy to use the right language or the, to choose the right words to describe spiritual matters that maybe we're uh, not accustomed to thinking about or not accustomed to applying language to because, you know, it, just the way it is. It's kind of a new subject for many of us, certainly for me over the years. Excuse me. So let's be clear. Again, this subject is extremely, extremely important. The leading of God's peace is one of the major ways we can quickly and accurately discern God's will for any given decision. We must understand the subject and learn to apply it in our lives. And we're going to start by looking at this verse in Colossians. This is definitely our key verse for the day. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. We are going to look at it first in the NIV and then in the Amplified. First the NIV. 
Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. This is the Amplified, which really elaborates. And the peace or soul harmony which comes from Christ rule or act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ one body you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Now, I realize that's a mouthful, and I'm not going to read it again. We're going to just hit the high points. But that's Colossians 3.15 in the Amplified. I would write it down. I would print it out. I would put it somewhere that you are going to see it regularly, especially as you start thinking this way and developing this in your life. Take a moment to, to pause on the different sections of that verse because it is just full of important points and revelation. And, and you know, maybe that verse won't ever become a magnet on your fridge, but it needs to be carved into the foundation of your mind. And learning to discern and make decisions by God's peace is a master key to understanding God's will. So as you go through life, many, many questions are going to arise in your minds. Hopefully, you have endeavored to become spiritually minded so your mind is matured and thinks in line with God's word. But no matter how spiritually minded you may be, no matter what decision-making paradigm you've implemented, you are still going to have questions regarding God's will come to you in particular situations. And as we have these questions, the peace of God helps us answer them. It's a, there's a spiritual gift. There's a spiritual operation that helps us answer these questions and discern God's will. Remember the verse said that the peace uh, in our hearts decides will help it'll help us decide and settle with finality all questions that arise in our minds so the uh the amplified describes this peace as soul harmony soul harmony and i i think you know the question becomes how do you feel about something inside yourself okay go past your mind here we're starting to move over into the spiritual discussion here I like the idea of soul harmony, but I actually think the specific word soul is a bad translation. Rather, just think of it as inner harmony. And that's something we've discussed when I've talked about true inner peace, that peace between your spirit, soul, and body. So when it says that peace of God that will help you make decisions, it's talking about an inner harmony. Do you truly feel an inner harmony between your spirit and soul in this course of action? Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. That's your mind. You're thinking about the decision. You're analyzing the decision. There's usually an emotional component. I'm excited about this. Or, man, I don't like the sound of that. There's a soul aspect to every decision you make. But now what we have to do is engage our spirit. Now the spirit, remember, that's the internal, eternal part of you that was born again, that's perfect, that's exactly like God. The moment you got saved, your spirit was born again in perfection. 
and and your spirit is totally mature, totally like Christ, totally in tune with the Spirit of God. Hard to believe those words for some of us, I know, myself included, but that is the reality. That is exactly what the Bible says. So your born-again spirit is right there knowing exactly what God wants at all times because of your unity with the Holy Spirit. So let me go back to what I said a second ago. Now you have to begin searching for a inner harmony, a peace, and that peace is a is between your spirit and your soul. But but to be even more specific for the course of this discussion, do you feel that spiritual peace in your spirit coming from God? Okay. Sorry to use the spiritual language, but so I'm trying to receive discernment of God's will in my life. And what Colossians 3.15 tells me is that Jesus or God, the Holy Spirit, they are going to guide me with peace in my spirit. That's fundamentally what is happening here. So now, when you consider that decision, how do you feel inside yourself? And again, I'm telling you to bypass your mind. Do you feel truly harmonious? Do you feel peaceful and good and stable inside yourself? And look, this is not something that happens immediately. You have to start thinking this way. You have to start praying this way, praying that God will guide you and 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 help you to discern his peace. You know, as one man said, do you feel a velvety feeling on the inside? Everything just feels comfortable. Everything just feels right. Or on the other hand, do you feel like you're going to throw up a little bit? That's kind of how I feel sometimes when I'm not feeling the peace. Do you feel somewhat uncomfortable? Is there something not quite right? You know, maybe you can't point it, but you just don't have that velvety, warm feeling inside of you. Even though your mind might be telling you, look, this looks good. This is a good opportunity. This is the right decision. But something in your heart is just not there. It's not lining up. There's no harmony. So, you know, many people describe this feeling as having a check in their spirit. And and although I'm using words of, of, of physical nature to describe these sensations, it's fundamentally not a physical thing. It's a spiritual impact on your physical body. It's a spiritual sensation. And you'll just start feeling inside your heart something's not quite right. Now, there are many, many people that have experienced this and maybe just not thought along these specific lines before. Probably all of you have considered something and say, you know what? I want to do this or I'd like to do this, but I just can't get comfortable with it. It's just not quite right. And I am, I do believe that actually God in his grace and mercy and, and love for people, even the unsaved, God loves everybody, you know, just so we're clear, God loves everybody. Christ died for everybody. I believe that God warns people, even, even those who aren't Christians from time to time. Uh, you know, just gives them bad feelings about particular situations to, to protect them and help them because of his love. And so we've probably all experienced this, but, but now let's move it into part of our spiritual lives and understanding that that is a check from the Spirit of God. That is a, a, a disharmony. That is a lack of peace saying, look, something's not quite right here. There's something that isn't right. 
And let me give you just a little of a story. I sat down with my pastor some months back to catch up, and he told me about this opportunity the church had and how, you know, in the natural, it was perfect. It was a home run, slam dunk, everything lined up. But something wasn't right in his spirit. He just felt that check. And he had to be the one. We go to a large church and there's a lot of pastors and an executive team and a board and all of that. But he told me that, you know, he had to be the one that despite no, no matter how good this situation looked, he stopped it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people might get annoyed. People might think you're wrong or that, that it doesn't make sense. But none of that matters. He's the pastor. And he has the primary responsibility for hearing from God for the church's future. And he had to put a stop to that because he did not have the peace in his spirit. Now, now this is not neither here nor there necessarily, but I really, I really love my pastor and I, I actually, uh, I really believe in his spirituality and his ability to discern the will of the Holy Spirit. So I really was enthralled hearing the story. And sure enough, uh, I don't even know if it was two months later, some things happened and they realized that, oh man, thank God we did not pursue that opportunity. That was absolutely wrong. Even if it wasn't, you know, like wrong big picture, it was definitely not the right time. And, and because of pastors, uh, understanding of the peace of God, they avoided a potentially huge problem. And you see, that is an example where maybe everything seems right to your mind, but you don't have the peace. And on the other hand, you know, sometimes you do feel the peace even when nothing, you know, seems right to your mind. And, and let me just mention before I give you this other example, you know, let's talk about ideas and decisions. You know, as we go through life, we are going to encounter all kinds of things. We, we see food menus. We go to churches with different classes. Uh, there's different career options, people we might want to date or, you know, potentially get married to. There's all sorts of things that, that present choices and decisions to us. Uh, also, sometimes we just get ideas in our mind. You know, should I pursue this? Should I pursue that? That sounds like a good idea. And so my point is there are numerous sources of ideas and choices that come to us and the truth is, let's just recognize that, but it doesn't really matter how a decision-making opportunity arises, how that choice has arisen to you. We can discern God's peace for them all. And so several years back, I got this idea, and I really don't remember how I got the idea. I think, I think it was a God idea, you know, looking back now. But I got this idea to put on a class to help people find God's plan for their lives. I was just going to rent a room and do a seminar. And I wasn't actively in the ministry at all. This is before I was a licensed minister at my church. I don't, I don't think I was doing anything except, you know, a blog post here or there. And that said, though, I really felt like God was telling me to do this. And it's not maybe that my mind disagreed. I, I did have some people say, you know, it was not the right time or this is maybe not the best idea. But, you know, Despite all that, when was the last time someone you knew who's not in ministry uh, rented a room and tried to help people find God's plan for their life? I mean, it's just not that common. And so I certainly had these different thoughts in my mind, different different feelings that, that I shouldn't do it, do this. But I knew it was God and I knew that I just had to move forward and do it. And... I rented this room and maybe 20 people showed up and I'm 
I'm sure it went fine, but that's not really the end of the story. You know, it turned out that one of the people who came was at that time the men's pastor from the church. And I don't know why he came, but it was nice that he did. And because of that class, he asked me to start teaching the foundations or the new believers class to the men at our church. And that was also, I believe, you know, so I did that for a while, uh, like a year and a half, I think. And that was also an important step for me being invited to teach the Wednesday night Bible study at my church, which I did with some other teachers for uh, over two years. And and those were really, really important events in my life, ministry opportunities I'm very thankful for. And they all started with the Holy Spirit kind of putting this crazy idea inside my head. But then despite the arguments that, that I may have heard on the outside or heard on the inside, I knew I had the leading of God's peace. No matter what you hear, no matter what you may think, no, you need to move forward and do this. And I'm so thankful that I did because it really, it really worked out to be a major blessing in my life. And hopefully some other people got blessed through the foundations class and my teachings at the Wednesday night Bible study and things like that. You see, if you are a born again Christian, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of your physical body. And as I have stated numerous times, he's there at least in part to reveal God's will to you. He is also the presence of God within you to help you discern the presence of God's peace or the absence of God's peace. He's actually the source of that peace or the source of that absence of peace where he's saying something's not right. Don't move forward. And you see, now let's come to the part of the discussion because I really want to try to make this practical as best as I can. I want you to be able to leave this podcast or this blog post thinking that you can begin thinking and living this way. And at least you have the start to it. I'm not saying you can go all the way just by hearing this, but at least you have a framework that you can start developing because this is going to work for you. If you start praying and thinking this way, this is going to work for you. You are going to be led by God's peace and this is going to greatly help you, uh, you know, follow God's will for your life. But so the question is, how can I describe to you the mechanics of this? And I, I mentioned to you about that velvety situation or that sensu- sensation of inner harmony where it just feels perfect in your heart. No matter what your mind says, there's something in your heart that just says you've got to go. You've got to move forward. And sometimes, for me at least, and I'm not saying this is particularly to, for other people, but I'm telling you for me at least – it's almost like <clears throat> I feel this sensation in my chest that that's very strong, very clear that's that's telling me to go forward. Almost like I can just like hear the spirit of God saying go, you know? Uh but on the other hand, when something's not right, I don't feel that. And I don't feel that kind of peaceful situation inside of my chest, inside of my heart. Again, it's not physical. It is spiritual. But I'm just trying to describe how I feel. And and sometimes I'll feel a strong go, like, yes, go, you know, like the spirit saying to me, go. Or other times I'll just feel a real sense that everything's okay, that, that, that yeah, this is good, that it's all right. You know, I think maybe more that's something where it's, 
not something that I have to go do specifically, but rather some situation that has arisen and maybe I'd be tempted to be annoyed or tempted to start acting against it or whatever, but I just have a real sensation of peace inside myself that, look, it's okay, don't worry about it, let it go. And then, you know, then there are just times where I feel the opposite sensations, you know, just the spirit saying, don't go, cut it out, stop, don't move forward, or or even I feel this sense that I just, I just can't do it, that it's not okay, that you've got to do something about this, you know? And by the way, if, if you ever feel that way, you know, if God's saying, you know, you've got to do something or you've got to, you know, either do something positive, yes, go move forward or do something negative, you know, try to put a stop to this. Well, God is saying, look, he's there with you to help you, to help you go forward, to help you do what you're supposed to do or to help you put a stop and fight against something that should not be happening, that God is with you. And so that's, you know, just kind of my mechanical version. And, and we'll talk again a moment about acknowledge, in a moment about acknowledging God, but it's just that quick, okay, this has arisen. There's this decision in front of me. And now do I discern the peace of God over this situation? You know, you've probably heard the verse where it says, the word of God divides the soul and the spirit. And and this is a great verse. That's Hebrews 4.12. And this is really important as you begin looking to discern the presence of God's peace about something. Because remember, we're not trying to go to our mind. You know, maybe we hear what our mind is saying, but we're really looking for that peace from our spirit. And so the word of God divides the soul and the spirit. It will help you discern what is your mind saying as opposed to what is the spirit saying. So even if the verses you're reading are not specifically on point, just pull out the word and read it for a little bit because the word of God will help you discern spirit from soul and then read for a few minutes and then come back to that decision and then say, okay, how do I feel about it now? Do I still feel the same way? Do I feel stronger do I feel good? Do I not feel good? And that that's a spiritual operation with the Word of God helping you divide what you, the Spirit is saying from what your soul, your mind, your emotions might be saying. And so we need to begin per, attempting to perceive God's will apart from what our mind says. You see, this is really important because our mind only has some of the information. Our mind is limited by what we've read, what we've heard, that the information that's come in by our physical senses and its own reasonings. But our spirit, which is in tune and united with God, knows everything. And God knows everything. He sees the past, present, and future. He knows every aspect of every situation. And you see, that's why it's so important that we start tapping into his will for our lives. And, you know, I just pray like this sometimes. You don't have to pray like this, but this is just some some examples, some ideas. And I'll say, God, I acknowledge you are within me. I acknowledge we are one in spirit. I acknowledge that you know everything. And I present this situation before you, knowing that you know everything about it. Father, thank you for guiding me, me with your peace. Thank you for the Holy Spirit within me to lead me. And... As I pray to you, 
right now, Father, this is how I'm feeling right now in this moment. And then you would, you know, you say, hey, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling uneasy, whatever. This is how I'm feeling about this particular matter. I'm going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to worship a little bit. And I ask you, Father, to make the presence or absence of your peace in this situation so clear to my heart that my mind can understand it. That's my prayer, God, that I, that my mind, where I've got to get this information to one way or another, Father, I pray that my mind would help me discern your peace in my life. Discern the will of your spirit that you're trying to communicate to me. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And again, that's not an exact prayer, but it's just a model and some statements that you can make that will help you, you know, begin thinking and praying in line with this. See, we are spirits. We are eternal spirits, but we are bound up with our souls and we're bound to our flesh. But we must begin working to elevate our spiritual reality over our natural reality. How does your heart feel about a situation regardless of the external factors and mental judgments? And I'll just give you another quick example before we go. You know, the other day I had an investment opportunity arise and it wasn't really a lot of money. And, you know, it's not huge, but, you know, whenever you're thinking about parting with some cash, you know, that's a decision, right? You've saved it or you're going to receive it or what have you. And so you have a decision to make. And so as I put that, you know, I considered what's going on in my life. I considered what God's doing in my life, potential cash needs in the future. But man, I only felt good about moving forward with that investment. In fact, it was so clear that every time I even tried to present God with, hey, maybe there's a better opportunity. Hey, maybe I'm going to need cash for whatever in the future. God, maybe it's not right. I mean, it's like I couldn't even, even inside of myself, I couldn't even bring myself to take that option to the Holy Spirit before, even inside of me. I just felt this spiritual blockage, nothing mental, nothing on the outside. I didn't hear from God. There wasn't any angels in the room. But I just felt a spiritual blockage every time I tried to tell God, maybe this isn't the right thing. But when I did, you know, consider, okay, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Man, all I felt was good. All I felt was peace. So I don't know why. But see, that's when you move over to trusting him. Because look, you know, I don't know, maybe you could buy some cryptocurrency and, you know, get a hundred X on your return or something like that. Nothing wrong with any of that. But, you know, there's just some incredible uh, investment opportunities out there. This is not financial advice, obviously. But, you know, as we go through life, there are different investment opportunities. And I don't know everything about this particular investment, but God does. And I certainly hope that it works out big time. I mean, obviously, but but my point is that, look, for one reason or another, God wanted me to make that investment. And in the integrity of my heart, I know that I felt God's peace and, and I moved in that direction, even when my mind might have argued against it a little bit. So, look, sometimes when you face a particular decision, you just won't feel harmony or peace inside of you. And that is 
often the Holy Spirit telling you to wait or stay away. If you're feeling that, do not move forward. Don't be pressured. Don't worry what people think. Don't worry about pressures or timing or things that people would put on you. If you do not feel that harmony, that inner peace, then you let it go. You walk away. However, sometimes you're just going to feel so pure and positive about something that you know it's the right to do right thing to do, even if your mind is coming up with arguments against it, something inside of you from the Holy Spirit, that peace is just saying, look, man, this is right. This is good. Go for it. And as you spiritually mature, as you begin pressing in and tuning into God's frequency and thinking this way, these feelings of God's peace are going to become more discernible and reliable. And this is a great way to Quickly and clearly know God's will. Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not, lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I've always loved that passage and looked for how to acknowledge God in all my ways. Short prayers, quick acknowledgments of the Holy Spirit, a request to God for guidance by his peace. We can quickly and easily do this for most, if not all, decisions. And a quick check for God's spiritual peace is a great way to both acknowledge Him and receive His direction. Remember, God wants you to know His will more than you do, and God will help you. God will guide you. I suggest that you make acknowledging the Holy Spirit a part of your decision-making process for every decision. Just start doing it because it'll get you comfortable thinking this way and will begin familiarize yourself with the sensations of peace or the lack thereof from the Spirit of God. Check with the Spirit for His peace. It only takes a second. Most of the time, you're going to feel good and just move forward. But sometimes you'll feel the check, the hesitation, that internal discord where God is telling you something's not right. You have to learn to trust and obey these feelings, knowing God's love for you and knowing that he wants you in his perfect will. Operating this way is going to exponentially increase your knowledge of God's will on a constant basis. And you'll see more and more of God's manifested will in your life. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week.